0: Rav Daron Peretz is with us live via telephone. He is chief executive of the Mizrahi World Movement. He is somebody that has uh, transformed the organization into something that is now so active, so incredible, and has such a wonderful, positive influence on so many people around the world. And we always recognize him for it. Uh, World Mizrahi recently celebrated its 120th year representing Orthodox Judaism in the International Zionist Movement. The event took place following the World Zionist Congress 125th Anniversary Gala. In the same place where Theodore Herzl first opened its inaugural session in 1897 uh, at the Basel Concert Hall, in Basel, Switzerland. Harav Daron Peretz was there. He is also preparing for Israel seventy five, which we'll have an opportunity to discuss with him during this conversation as well, as we sort of wrap up the year and get ready for a wonderful five seven eight three with World Mizrachi. Harav Daron Peretz, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM and the AM.
1: Thank you so much. Nachum. always wonderful to be with you and uh thank you very much for the opportunity and uh, right at the outset, of course, to you and your family and the whole uh, Nachum Siegel Network family and listeners, just to please God, a Bezrat Hashem, healthy, happy, wonderful, 5783, Bezrat Hashem.
0: Bezrat Hashem is right, and we wish you, of course, a happy, healthy, and sweet new year. Uh, so the 125th anniversary gala, I mean, this is something that uh, we've spoken about on the air and heard plenty about. Uh, with the World Zionist Congress, what was it like representing World Mizrahi, representing the Orthodox arm, if you will, of the international Zionist movement at that celebration?
1: Yeah, Thursday it was very, very special. Thursday, the event in and of itself, in fact, I just finished right now, our end of uh, year uh, World Zionist Organization board meeting where we sort of unpacked the uh, the, the Basel um, event and did some planning for the coming year. It was an amazing event. I think for the world's arms organization to be able to bring 1,400 people plus to Basel for this incredible event was, was incredible security. We heard of the, you know, the amount of the the investment of the Swiss government in in huge, huge security. There really wasn't a person in Basel who didn't know that they were just telling us now that somebody should she stopped somebody in the street and just said to them, uh, you know, like you know, how come there's so many sort of policemen around? You don't know. It's the World hardest Congress, Zionism, they've come all for the for the Congress. So there was uh, really incredible uh, security and, uh, you know, changing the routes of tram lines and uh, the entire city and, and, and soldiers everywhere. And policemen, it was really something special. And Baruch Hashem, 13, 14, 1500 uh, Jews from Israel and around the world came. Representing, uh, you know, the diverse Zionist affiliations, and celebrated a milestone event. It was incredible, and really very meaningful. And I think it has taken the World Zionist Organization its reinvigoration process to to a different level. And having Mizrahi part of it is so appropriate because, as, as you pointed out, you know, this year. In uh, 1902, 120 years ago, the, uh, the World Mizrahi Movement uh, was founded. Now, there were religious, there were Rabbonim and religious Jews part of the World's Arms Organization from day one. In, in 1907, at the very first Congress, congress, it was something called Rav Shmuel David Rabinovitz, who was a, sure. a very well-known rabbinic leader in uh, in uh, in Lita. And others, uh, the reason um, Mizrahi sort of, you know, dates uh, dates back to 1902 and not to 1897 is because there were actually no separate parties and streams within the World Zionist Organization until 1901. The founding of Mizrahi was actually a response, an orthodox religious response to the fact that a democratic liberal stream was created for the first time within the movement, based on students of Ahada in 1901, who pushed for secular Zionism, secular values, and the sort of religious and rabbinic leadership of, uh, you know, all those who were part of the movement felt that was a, that was really a challenge. So the response was to create a separate yet affiliated organization which would be absolutely committed to Torah Judaism, um, but still involved in, uh, you know, formally with the, with the World Zionist uh, uh, Organization. Hence Mizrahi, of course, being Merkaz Ruchani, they saw their role as, uh, you know, as being the, the soul, so to speak, being the, the Torah values to the center of the movement. And I think that was so meaningful about the 120th, that in the very same hall, the famous hall where the delegates met and where all the people came for the scholar event, we had in the side hall about 100 people, which covered the main, let's call it the Orthodox uh, affiliates. We had a... Uh, just a moving commemoration. It was late at night because you know everyone was gathered there for something else. But to be able to bring us as Orthodox Jews together, uh, religious Zionist Jews, to come to acknowledge the founding of the 120th years, we were addressed by the head of the Jewish Agency, the head of the World Zionist Organization, um, uh, the head of Karen Kayemet Israel, Divdiv, who's our representative, and a chance to reflect on the the wonderful achievements of the. Uh, Not only the Zionist movement, of the religious Zionist uh, involvement, so it's very special.
0: Rav, their own parents is with us, and ironically, and maybe that's the wrong word, but we've pointed this out before. uh, When you look back at the history, uh, both of the State of Israel and the formal Zionist movement, as you just described it, it's amazing how our unaffiliated brethren are the ones who catapulted us into the uh, scene of both the Zionist movement and then after that, the state of Israel. And I think that there's something to be said for that, Rav this is not, We don't necessarily have to spend the time now, but I, I, don't, want the, I don't want the irony to be lost on everybody uh, in terms of the across-the-board effort that was required in order for everybody to eventually, uh, who did come on board with the Zionist movement, to in fact do so. Uh, I think that's really important to keep in mind or of their own parents is with us. All right, so before we move on to the future, one more thing about the past. What is it like being in the same city, uh, being at the same hotel, uh, taking photos uh, uh, on the same balcony um, as, uh, as Theodore Herzl and knowing that uh, that the delegates 125 years earlier were starting something basically from scratch that would have such an impact all these decades later. It had to have struck you both philosophically and emotionally to be in that place at that time.
1: Yeah, how you frame the question is exactly captures the the uniqueness of the moment. There's no doubt that celebrating uh, a significant milestone in the same place at the same time, and the calendar is very special, it was exactly at the same time, Rosh Chodesh Elul, the end of uh, September. It was really, really special, I must say. And, and knowing that they're in this, uh, you know, in the very same uh, city, in the very same hotel where we had these pictures, which was really a wonderful touch of being able to go up to the balcony and have the picture and all the members of the board and others were able to have it, is really, really special and symbolic. Uh, but being in the, in the very same place, you know, re- originally uh, Herzl wanted to have it in, in other cities, Munich and other cities, but there was, you know, there was a lot of controversy at the time, both both, both from the left and the right. A lot of the reform and more progressive streams didn't uh, agree with his national Zionism. And some of the more, more uh, you know, uh, Haredi streams at the time, also less so. So there was actually from right and left, there was opposition. So you had to find a, a you know, a, a more neutral city. And of course, Switzerland's always known for neutrality. <laughs> right. So you'd actually find, you find Basel. <laughs> and uh, so being in Basel, same time, same place where you felt the entire city, and as I said, we were just explain now how the, the government and the federal government invested millions in the security of the uh, of, of all of us who felt very secure. Uh, in fact, in one of the days, I caught the tram uh, uh, back to the hotel. And after 15, 20 minutes in the tram, I didn't know where I was. And I realized that that moved the tram Every time there was any security concern, where you know where people coming out of the Congress, they just altered the tram lines of the city. Wow. So the next one, I found myself four kilometer, four kilometers away from the hotel, without a, uh, without uh, able to get Uber or a taxi, so I had to walk it. So it was very interesting, but I must say, to to that extent, they literally tra- changed the routes of the tram line. So being in a place, the very same place, where you also got a sense of, uh, you know. The leaders of the the Swiss uh, community in the the Basel canton, you know and the and the head of you know the mayor and all that speaking and 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 having it there in the same place at the same time in the same uh, you know arena was very, very special. Uh, and having so many people coming there was yeah was additionally special that uh, you know it's a sense of the past being lived now into the future. so I must say many people heard them say it was one of their their highlights. And for me, it was
0: very special. I must say, it was very special. Rav Daron Peretz is with us. He uh, leads World Mizrahi. And um, I want to remind everybody, go to Mizrahi.org, Mizrahi.org for information. Also, when you go to Mizrahi.org, check out the Hamizrahi magazine, which was brilliant when it was first released years ago, but gets better and better, believe it or not, uh, with every issue. It's something that uh, Rav Daron and his incredible staff take great pride in for good reason. Uh, They have uh, widened the umbrella of uh, offerings in terms of personalities and in terms of topics and i do want to recommend that everybody especially this time of year you'll have an opportunity over rosh hashanah and sukkot to do a little bit of reading hopefully a little bit of relaxing and uh, you'll have an opportunity to check out Hamizrahi magazine which is available in many many locations in the united states and of course is available online at all times um so it's been announced, and Daron and I are, are are going to be speaking in more detail. We started this conversation in August when I was in Yerushalayim, but we'll speak in more detail about uh, how uh, hopefully this radio broadcast will be even more involved. Uh, an opportunity to celebrate Israel 75 in Yerushalayim coming up on April the 24th of 2023. And a special World Orthodox Israel Congress that's going to be happening uh, that same week, starting April the 26th of 2023 you can go to Israel you can go to Mizrahi.org slash Israel 75 Mizrahi.org slash Israel 75 Rav Daron, you know and it's no secret in fact it affected one of our journeys um, that we were supposed to take you know that uh, uh, as much as we have defeated this uh, uh, COVID-19 it still it still lurks Uh, But it seems that World Mizrahi, no matter what, no matter what the situation might be at this moment, is ready to go full steam ahead and plan for April of um, 2023 to be in Yerushalayim and to celebrate the 75th anniversary of the state of Israel. Tell us where the anniversary celebration is holding at the moment.
1: Okay, great. I think the 125th of the World Ownership Organization in Basel, as you spoke about that special moment, is also really special for us to acknowledge, in the same place at the same time, of course, in Israel, in Jerusalem, uh, celebrating on Yom Hazikaron and Yom Ha'atzmaut, uh, both the celebration of the incredible milestone achievement of uh, 75 years of the State of Israel, and of course to commemorate the, you know, the the, the price paid, Yom Hazikaron. Uh, you know, anyone who's been in Israel for Yom Hazikaron and been at Har Herzl and and and, and then moves into, uh, you know, Yom Atzmaut, just feels. I'd say the first time I really, really felt a sense of an entire nation mourning. I suppose what we feel, what we feel on Tisha B'Av, but we feel it in our schools and in our communities, and it's a, it's a communal experience. And you feel it a bit when you go to the kotel. And, so many people there. But when you see, uh, you know, go to these, the, the, you know, the graves of, uh, you know, one of the most powerful experiences I had when I went to Har Herzl uh, on Azikaron and all of a sudden it dawned on me that even as a rabbi I officiated so many, um, you know, God forbid, so, many, so many funerals, I'd never been to a cemetery where there was a family and friends around almost every single grave, just thousands and thousands of graves. Surrounded by people, I'll never ever forget being at the top of Mount Herzl and just looking down during the time of the siren. It just really hit me what it means when a nation mourns for the 25,000 you know lost in in, in wars and in terror attacks. So to to commemorate, uh, you know, with Arvut it with a sense of camaraderie, what's the price that is paid, yet at the same time to celebrate the the miracle. So same time, same place. You know, we met not we we didn't meet we met before, but we had our opportunity to have you in Israel for 50 years of Yerushalayim, the Jubilee, just over five years ago. That's a meaningful milestone, and now the milestone of the State of Israel. So really, Nachum, uh, we've got it in two parts. We've got the celebration of Israel and the commemoration on Yom Zikaron and Yom on the from Monday evening through to Wednesday evening of that week. And that's one large series of events. And then, as you said, we're moving into a world-Orthodox Israel Congress. By the way, we're also going to be marking here on a global level the 120-year celebration of Mizrahi, using our past to inspire our future. Because even though we acknowledged that at Basel, it was only for the people who had come to Basel. It wasn't on a more, uh, you know, it was only for our delegates who were there. But this will be something very meaningful to really uh, reflect on the past of our movement to inspire the future, to be a, a global movement, uh, we are active at the moment in 30 countries, and by, and, and by then it'll be over 40 countries, There's Hashem are in the process of reinvigorating in many other countries, and, and Baruch Hashem, the idea is, is to bring together as broad a swath of the orthodox Israel-supporting community, uh, you know, through the prism of religious Zionism, but as broad as possible, and the Chidoshavi here of Nochom is, it's bringing together not only people from over 40 countries, but... Lay leadership, rabbinic leadership, institutional leaders to bring heads of organizations, heads of schools, heads of schools, youth movements, etc., bringing the establishment uh, organizations and institutions across the Orthodox world with delegates and representatives together to really put some of the first just Mama, just that event itself of bringing so many different people together. I think in and of itself makes one feel part of something so big and meaningful. The connection to Torah, to to the, to the land and state of Israel and to Jewish destiny, the great story of our generation of the rebuilding both of Israel and the Torah world together in the nexus between the two, and then also Rav noh, we're making it a real congress. We, we're going to be doing, we are doing huge planning before we booked Binah HaUma, the uh, Israel's uh, main uh, you know um, convention center. By the way, for Yom Ha-Simut, we have booked uh, Ishai ribo and Sultan's Pools to have a, a main event in Yom Tzomot outside the. Uh, you know the, the old city, but the event itself of the Congress will be taking place in Binanah, Omah, Wednesday and Thursday, Friday, and really putting some of the major issues facing the Orthodox world on the table, and being able to deal with them through a religious Zionist prism, and um, and come out with some um, you know initiatives uh, for the future. And we're in the process of building subcommittees regarding issues facing schools and schools and formal education, informal education, the community in general, connection to Israel and all of these types of things, uh, and to really have a meaningful global Congress um, um, marking 120 years of Mizrahi, but most importantly, inspiring the future for the Jewish people on Israel Israel. So that's all happening. So we will definitely hope you'll be there, and we're hoping to have uh, well over a 1,000 people from around the world for this Congress, which we're working very hard on.
0: It's pretty amazing. Everybody out there, keep in mind, I am sure... You want to be in Israel at the end of April. (laughs) You want to be in Israel for Israel 75. Keep in mind, it's a big 75th anniversary celebration. You heard Rav Daron uh, tell us both about the uh, uh, Celebrate Israel 75 and the plans to be in Jerusalem at the beginning of that week of April the 24th and the World Orthodox Israel Congress toward the end of that week. Uh, Big plans, to say the least, and I'm hoping that everybody out there certainly puts Israel on your calendar uh, for this coming year. A lot of people haven't been there in quite a while because of the pandemic. Put Israel on your calendar at some point, but hopefully we'll all meet together in Jerusalem in April and celebrate 75 years of the state of Israel and 120 years of the um, of world Mizrahi. Uh, Rav Daron, I, um, uh, again, I'm going to remind everybody they can go to the website. They can go to um, a Mizrahi.org. Mizrahi.org, get information about the uh, uh, about the Mizrachi magazine, which we continue to r- highly recommend. You can also get information about what uh, they're doing, what Mizrahi is doing in Israel for Israel seventy five by going to Mizrahi.org slash Israel seventy five. Again, Mizrachi.org/slash Israel seventy five. Rav Daron, I I don't know what we would do if uh, if if you and the organization were not as active as they are, because to have a coordinated movement. <laughs> to celebrate together is amazing. This is what we felt back on the 50th of Jerusalem, that there was a coordinated movement to celebrate. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't uh, uh, many splintered groups trying to get there and do different things all sometimes at the same time and all sometimes trying to do the same thing. Uh, It's wonderful to have you uh, leading this large umbrella uh, that I hope will, in fact, be filled with a lot of people once we get to the 75th anniversary of the State of Israel.
1: Oh man. All right. Thank you very, very much. Thank you for the opportunity. And uh, I really appreciate it. And again, wishing everyone a Shanaatubahamatukah a, a and please God before Bezrat Hashem for once a healthy and happy year. And look forward to celebrating together in Israel Bezrat Hashem in good health and bringing the Orthodox Israel supporting world together for a very, very meaningful. Uh, meaningful Congress. Thank you very much.
0: Amen, and thank you very much. Have their own Peretz, everybody. He's, of course, the uh, Chief Executive of World Mizrahi. Lots of plans in a very, very big year. We keep talking about 5783. 5783, Blizrat Hashem as opposed to its uh, immediate predecessors, (laughs) will be a very, very active year for the Jewish community to be involved in incredible causes, including Israel 75. Let's inspire our children and grandchildren by making sure to be uh, connected to the state of Israel during this very important upcoming year. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the World the Web and Nachobsegel.com, on the Nachobsegel Network, and of course on the beloved app.